Hi, everyone. This is Jenny G. Perry, and you are listening to Goddess and Gab. I have an amazing guest, Regan Hillier. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jenny. I'm excited. I know. It, we played phone tag for podcasting, and you're finally on, and I knew right. as soon as you came on, it would be divine timing. Absolutely. So I want you to tell my audience a little bit about you for people that don't know you. Absolutely. Look, I am someone who very much lives into my soul work and I'm blessed to have created this life where I get to do this each and every single day and inspire others to do the same. So the core work that I do in the world is I work with a lot of artists, a lot of leaders, visionaries, light workers, creators, entrepreneurs, people with the really big message that they know that they were born to share with the world. And I help them really dig into their truth around that and do the work so that they can unleash their message in a way where they can monetize it, where they can scale it, where they can go really big with it and ultimately impact millions of people and make millions of dollars in the process. Um, amen. Can we get a hallelujah? I think everyone, everyone listening is like, yes, I swear, as soon as you said that when I talked about, I was like, you know, what's your core signature, you know, talk? And, and you talked about, like, getting paid to be you. I'm like, yes, sign me up. Because mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, oftentimes, we're kind of, we're kind of told that we're doing things wrong and that we need to do it a different way. And that can almost take us off the path. Yeah, look, it very much can. And, and a huge part of my journey was figuring that out. You know, for ages in business, I thought I had to show up a certain way and, you know, be really professional and like uh, become this kind of business person where actually, although I created success like that, it actually pulled me more and more and more out of alignment. Mm, I know. I would love to hear your story. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I always joke with people and say I wasn't born in all these beautiful places in the world, you know, making money from my laptop and inspiring people. You know, there was obviously a journey that took place along the way. (laughs) You know, I grew up in Auckland, New Zealand, and I was fortunate to grow up in a really beautiful family that really believed in education. Um, but they also believed in following the system. So, you know, I went to a great school and I was told that I had to work really hard and get good grades and then go to university and study and that's exactly what I did so I actually have a degree in architecture of all things and I remember yeah I'm a qualified architect (laughs) and so even though I haven't worked a day as an architect ever (laughs) in my life um, but I did finish that degree and I remember sitting in one of those university lectures and Actually, um, it was one of the lecturers that said um, to us as a group, he got us to visualize and he wanted us to visualize our life, you know, 20 years out from now as the architect that we were becoming. And so I sat there and I closed my eyes and I started seeing my life 20 years out. And all of a sudden, I literally felt sick to my stomach. And Mm -hmm. I realized in that moment that although everyone was telling me that this was the right thing to do, and even though I was actually really good at it and I did enjoy it, I knew that it wasn't right for me. And I knew that there was so much more and I really committed in that moment to getting up, getting out of that room and actually figuring out like, what is my purpose? What is my mission in this life? What am I put here to do? And I was so clear in that moment. Um, 
on what I didn't want to do and what I didn't want to create in my life. But the question was like, well, what do I want to do? And so that's what threw me into personal development. And I went deep with this. You know, I've spent over half a million dollars on my own education and training and development. And I just literally did everything under the sun trying to figure out, you know, how can I get paid for being me and create a massive impact and live an amazing life and do what I love. And so, you know, through this journey, I created um, a coaching and education company when I started getting results in my own life. And this is um, what I touched on, Jenny, when I said, you know, I thought in this moment I had to show up and be really professional. And I thought that I had to be this kind of businesswoman. And I thought that, you know, this is what it's all about, you know, dressing a certain way and showing up a certain way. And I created this business basically around this image that ultimately wasn't me. It wasn't my truth. And I found myself, you know, going to talks and, and showing up all professionally and then going home and getting changed and, and being the real Regan outside of the room. And it really actually caught me in a moment where I had about, um, I think it was about 40 people sitting in the room and they'd paid thousands of dollars to come and hear me speak. And I remember standing outside that room, literally just not wanting to go inside. And I caught that feeling and I was like, man, what is this? And it was a moment in my life where, you know, I'd built the business to over a million dollars a year and everyone was telling me I was doing so well and that I should be so grateful for what I created. But I took a step back and I was like, okay, what isn't feeling good? There's something not feeling good about this. And I actually went and spent a few weeks in Bali and really dug in deep and did the internal work. And that's when I realized that, wow, I'm not actually, being totally authentic with me and my truth and who I am as a person and my message. And that's when I basically shut that business down, completely started from scratch. I went online, I launched my personal brand. I decided to stop hiding behind companies and logos and brands that weren't actually me. And I started committing to actually showing up every single day from a, a place of alignment, from a, a place of truth, from a place of vulnerability. And that's what took me online and that's what took Wow, that's, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think that there's so many people that can relate to that where you're doing the right things. Like you're doing, you're showing up doing the right things. And I know for me, if I, if I kind of like follow the rules, I will be like, okay, I'm following the rules. But then I'm like, but why do I feel like I'm getting away from myself when I do this? I know that there's some of us that came to carve out our own path and we wanted to be trailblazers. And so they really, we can look towards you. People can look towards me. We can look towards Oprah. We can look towards Madonna. We can look towards Tony Robbins, all of these people as inspirations, but we have to carve our own path. And I think that, you know, for you, that's what you're trying to help people find that magic within themselves. So what would you tell people that are listening on like maybe the first step for them to figure out what that is? So maybe they're not nor um, and they're going along and they're like, I'm trying to do the right things. And they're doing what all the coaches tell them to do. And they're not having success and they're unhappy. Yeah. And absolutely. It's such a great question. And I think the first step for people is to get really clear on what do you actually want to create? create in your life? You know, what are you calling in? What is your big picture vision? Because here's the thing, you know, with that other business that I talked about that was offline, it was a business model where I had to 
to show up through Australia and New Zealand. That wasn't actually in alignment with the big picture life that I wanted to create. You know, I wanted to be free. I wanted to work from my laptop. I wanted to travel the world and still impact millions of people and make millions of dollars. But that wasn't going to actually get me there even though it was creating me success. So I think that's the key is actually getting really, really, really clear on what is it that you want to Oh, are you still there, Jenny? I've lost you. Sorry, I muted myself with my with my ear there. <laughs> um, I think that what what I was saying is that I think it's hard for people to imagine what that big vision is because they're afraid to think big. And like you had that vision of of what it would be like for for them to, I mean, for you for you to be an architect, and that was not what you wanted. And so for people that think that. They can't imagine what they want that big picture life to be. And I would say, and, and you can help them with that, but I would say if you can't think of that right now, imagine right now if you stayed the same, what you're going to feel like. And that's terrifying. Right. Absolutely. And so many people are motivated by fear and by pain. So that's a great question for them to tap into. And I, I definitely get it. Some, sometimes it's really difficult to go, well, what do I want to create? And sometimes it's hard to imagine what that would be like when you haven't created it. You know, we're taught from such a young age to stop dreaming and to stop thinking big. You know, we're conditioned through the school system to, to not think like that and to stay in the system and to, you know, do what everyone else does basically. So one of the things that I get people to do is I say, well, why don't you look at someone inspirational that you look up to or that you love or that you follow online or offline and just have a look at their life, look at their lifestyle, look at how they're living into their vision. And then it's not a matter of how do you create their vision. It's simply a matter of what resonates with you. What do you love about how they show up and what they're creating? Maybe you love that they're in a different country every single week. Maybe that's like really a nightmare for you and you would love to instead live in like one dream house on the edge of a cliff somewhere like what is it for you that you love and don't love about their big picture visions that they're creating and living into because then that gives you clarity on what your soul actually desires I think that's so important too because I think that this idea of like you know I when I make people do exercises whether they're in a mastermind with me or one-on-one coaching I will make sure that they like clear their mind of whatever the fuck they think they want because of what other people, you know, have in their mind of what they want and all the places that they follow on Instagram. Cause like you're saying, you know, people might be like, Oh yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to do that. But in actuality, they actually don't want to do that. They do want this beautiful home base where it's this beautiful home. And then other people, I know I follow somebody on Instagram where they, they have like this RV that's like this, you know, awesome, like vintage looking one where they travel around and, they're living such a boho life and it's like just be okay with whatever that is but be real about it yeah that's exactly it and I think it's you know it's choosing to create and live into your version of abundance and and what does that look like for you like for me it's it's definitely mixing it up and I love variety and I'm hugely driven by contrast so I love the fact that right now during this interview I'm literally like in the middle of the forest in Costa Rica and like this by this really beautiful river and it's like amazing and then I love that next week I'll be in LA and like this crazy beautiful house that I have with an infinity pool looking over the canyon and Hollywood and 
and super high, you know, high vibe living. Like I love the contrast and I love mixing it up. And for me, it's not, it's not just living into one of those. It's really mixing it up. I love that a few months after that, I'll be in Peru and then I'll be in New Zealand in the snow. Like that's really exciting for me. But for some people, that's not exciting. That's like horrible. <laughs> and they'd lo- they really love to be in oh one my place. Claire on what excites you. <laughs> exactly. I know. And, and, I love the I love the feeling of change, like you said. Even though I could deal with um, always having warm weather all the time, but we live at the shore in Jersey, and so it's cold right now. And I could definitely deal without that. But I love going up to New York City and seeing like Broadway shows and the energy of the city, where I wouldn't want to live there all the time. But I love going up and like feeling the energy that's different. So that's the thing is that every time you go somewhere else, you feel into the energy of that place, and you probably take a little piece of that with you. Absolutely. I totally agree. And it's proven by the way that the more you do that, the more it spikes your creativity as well. Exactly. Well, you know, I think that whether or not people take a weekend workshop away or they travel somewhere else, you never come back the same. And when you come back to your house, it looks different. It's crazy. Right. right? And everything (laughs) just seems like a fresh start. So I love that. Absolutely love that. And, um, so in, in Costa Rica, you were just doing an immersion workshop. Is that something, do you have something that's coming up that people could, could hop on? Yeah, look, that was a one-off event, but I'm actually doing something similar in Peru that's coming up, um, which is an integration with um, some really deep mindset work, some plant medicine, and also some deep shamanic work with um, another amazing trainer that's going to be living into that space. So we're helping people dig into higher levels of abundance and really break through and tap into what's already within them, but just really accelerating the process. Oh my goodness. And they can find out about that on your website. Yeah, absolutely. If they go through reganhillier.com or just, I'm on all the social media platforms. The best things even to send me a message on there, reach out, say hi, no, to let us know as well that you came from this podcast. That's the best thing. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. That sounds very interesting. One of my mentors, Marcy Lass has done um, some of those types of things where it's like those deep activation things. And I'm like, one day I'm going to get there because for me as a mom of five, it's, you know, those types of things are a lot more complicated for me to do. Um, you know, so sometimes like events, like you're saying in LA, do, can people still go to that? Yeah, absolutely. So the LA event is a three-day mastermind, which is very much around brand building, you know, helping people dig in, discover their message and then develop, launch and accelerate their personal brand. Now, when you are observing other people, what mistakes are you seeing that people are doing with their brand? Oh, look, there's a lot. Look, I think one of the biggest things in terms of people that already have a brand that have, you know, built some sort of success online and making money from their message. I think one of the key things for those, for that group of people is they've created something that's slightly out of alignment. So they're not fully mm. living into their truth. And sometimes, you know what, sometimes they're like 99% there, but just this 1% that's out of alignment can really kill their soul a little bit. And it creates the space where, you know, they're having success but they're not deeply, deeply, deeply in love with everything that they're doing. And the lines aren't completely blurred between work and play and lifestyle and impact and all the good stuff, right? And so I think that's the biggest thing. I think that, um, you know, some people are just slightly out of alignment with their truth. And, you know, the good news is, is you can do the work and you can figure out, okay, what would it look like if it was in alignment and then get it to that place really quickly. Mm, and you talked about um, the, the balance of work and play. And I think that as, uh, as entrepreneurs, I know that my kids in the summer 
I would work until one and then I would take the kids to the beach and we would spend from like one to five on the beach. And for my business, things were very slow in the summer in the way of like commitment wise, people were traveling and stuff like that. Um, so it was, it all worked out perfectly. But this balance of work and play, my kids would say, you'd be like, you're always on your phone, you're always working. Because I could be texting my husband to get like strawberries on the way home, but they would see mom working. And so do you think that people are, they're working too much and then being out of alignment because so much energy is going out towards their work and not enough coming in to feed their soul? Yeah, look, I think it's a really challenging question to answer. And I think it totally depends on the person and, and how they're doing it. But I know this for sure is that when you're truly living into your purpose, there is no off button because it's your truth. It's, it's just who you are. So, you know, for example, I might spend the morning in my own daily mindset practice, but what am I focusing on? I'm focusing on how I can dig deeper into my truth. And then I might sit down and reply to some emails, quote unquote, do some work. But what is that doing? That's, that's accelerating my purpose. And then I might do a video. And what's that doing? That's like calling in people that are aligned with my purpose. And then I might, you know, go out to lunch with some friends. What are we going to wind up talking about? Probably something to do with my purpose. <laughs> When you're truly living in alignment and truly living in that space, it's almost like there is no off, right? So I really don't see it as like work and play and like in these separate categories. I really see the lines blurred. I think the key thing to look at is are you honoring yourself? Are you giving yourself time for your own soul separate to just getting stuff done in your business? And also, are you honoring the people that you care about around you, your loved ones? Are you giving the time that you need to your kids, to your partner, to your family? Like, are you honoring those people in this process? Because I think that's where it can slip rather than trying to put it in buckets of like, well, I have to work now and then switch off now. I, you know what? I think that's, you hit the nail on the head right there. Is that, cause I, I'm thinking, I've done those things where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do anything today online. And then I'm like, I see something beautiful. Right. And I'm like, I have to take a picture of it. And then you start like writing a post and you're like, oh, I'm fucking fire. And you're in the zone. And that's the thing is that like you're saying, that when you're when you have like a major purpose in life and a message, it becomes like, like it, it becomes fused in your being. So while you're sharing it, even though you're just in your playtime, it raises your vibe. And so if it raises your vibe, then that's go with it. But exactly. my struggle has been at times where my boundaries were not clear, where I would have like a, you know I'd be snuggling with my kids and I would be getting a message on Facebook from a client. And then I would feel like I had to respond and then I would be getting drained. So that's where my right. balance needs to be. And you, and you hit the nail on the head when you said honoring the people around you where I was not honoring my kids, even though I'm like, they need me. My clients need me, but my kids need me. And that's the difference. So it's like a feeling. It's not, it's not like a pie chart or like a time schedule. It's more like a feeling within you. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it comes down to being present as well, right? And really honoring, okay, I'm with my kids now. I'm choosing to be present now. Okay. I am with um, my clients now. I'm choosing to be present now. Right. And, and it's, it's kind of like, if you're trying to be present with everyone at the same time, you're going to end up being present with no one. Um, so yeah, it's just honoring that space that you're in. And I think people get caught up in the adrenaline when they're doing a, you know, a business that they love. Cause they're like, Oh, you know, this client's messaging me and I really want to talk about this stuff. And it's really exciting. And it's like, okay, you know, the world's not going to end if you're present with your kids for 20 minutes and then you reply to them 20 minutes later, like they're going to be okay right? <laughs> exactly. And also you, like you teach people how to treat you. So if you're teaching people, your clients that, okay, I respond between, you know, these hours and these hours. 
set that tone with them. Because honestly, like in, in no other industry, would you be expected to be like on call 24 seven? Right. And that's kind of the hard part is that, you know, maybe set the boundaries with people where, you know, have them, have them email you versus texting you or messaging you. Um, or you just have that conversation, like you said, where it's like, you know, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Right now I'm busy. And if yep. you have people that are not honoring that, I would say that that's to take a look at a little bit of codependency there too, because your clients, you're, you're trying to build them up so that they can go and fly is what I'm trying to do. And I know you are too. Like we don't want to make like where we're a guru and we have a bunch of followers that need us. That's not a good energy either. Right. And look, it's so important to nail this stuff on the head in the beginning and get super clear on this, because if you don't, you're going to create something that's completely out of control as your business grows, as your client base grows, as you know, the people that need you grow, um, you know, it's the same thing. Soon people will start having a team and then all of a sudden the whole team needs them. So, you know, every Hillier International, we've got over 35 people in the team currently. And just imagine if I was reactive to all of them with my time, I mean, I would oh literally, I, I would have no Live. So I'm very clear on the boundaries. I'm also very clear on the processes around if you have a question or a challenge, like who can you go to in order to get this solved? And it's also training them as well. Like if I, if someone messages me from the team and I respond within two seconds, that's training them that they're going to get instant responses. It's, it's really setting them up to fail. I mean, what if I'm out of internet for a day, then they're going to be annoyed that they don't get an instant response. So it's really setting it up, you know, with clear boundaries and the way you want to run your life and your business and your time and honoring yourself and your value and your time from the beginning because if you get it clear in the beginning you can grow from that space such a such an excellent point for all the people that are listening that want to have a team as big as yours and they're starting out and they maybe have one or two people on their team and they're having some issues now with boundaries were boundaries something that was easy for you or was that something that you've navigated and learned how to craft because I think women sometimes were not necessarily raised with boundaries as something that's a norm. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's something that's been easy. I would say it's something that I've continuously done the work on and the work doesn't stop. It really doesn't stop. You know, as my business grows, as my life changes, I'm continuously re-looking at boundaries and getting super clear on them and then honoring them. Like it's all very well to sit down and write out your boundaries, but if you don't honor your boundaries, well, you know, what's the point, right? So it's actually making a commitment to yourself in this process as well. So no, it's not, it's not something that's just happened organically for me. Um, automatically it's something which I've very much done the work on over the years yeah mm, I remember the first time I didn't return a Facebook message to just a random stranger a couple of years ago I remember I felt like I was going to get in trouble like I was like and what my fears were was that they're going to think that I was a bitch like that was the worst thing that could happen and now I'm like call me a bitch that's fine um, because my acronym for bitch is being in truth clearly hurt because that's oftentimes you're just saying what you're feeling. And um, I felt like, you know, the person was going to think I was a bitch, that I didn't care, that I wasn't a nice person, and that kind of thinking of who does she think she is. But once I gave myself, like, the feeling of being uncomfortable in that, I was like, okay, I survived. That was good. And then many times people have come back to me after they've sent me that kind of message, which is very needy, very victim-y, very pulling out my energy, and I haven't responded. And then they've said, I got my answer. And it's like, yeah, because sometimes that's what you have to do, is you're putting it out there that you're like, I need help with this, but you're really asking the universe. You don't necessarily need me. So that boundaries were definitely 
uh, something that I had a huge challenge with. And it's something I'm, you know, I'm still learning, I think, as a mom, because uh, my children, as they get older, the boundaries shift. So that's like, that's a supercharged way to learn it for sure. Totally, totally. And look, life will continue to throw people and situations and scenarios at you. And I truly believe that all these people's situations and scenarios are showing up so that you can learn, so that you can evolve, so that you can become better. So it's up to us to, you know, show up and really ask, okay, what do we need to learn right now? But yeah, it's perfect. Exactly. Because if, when you first start boundaries, you know, starting boundary setting, if the other person doesn't have clear boundaries, it can feel really tough to them, but it's not. It's just like, you're just, you know who you are. So I, I actually look at women with clear boundaries and I'm like, yes, that's so awesome. In the past, I wouldn't have. I would have judged them because I wasn't clear on mine. So it's so interesting as you do the, the inner work, how you perceive people so differently. And you're not threatened by strong women. That's something that when I see strong women, like my 20s version of me would not have wanted to talk to you because I would have been like, she's up on a stage and look at her. She's beautiful and she's brilliant. And you know, she's this, she's, I would not even have wanted to be in the same world as you. Or what I would have done is I would have tried to find a way to judge you or try to make you wrong in some type, some type of way to make myself feel better. This is what I did in my twenties. I'm like, thank God, thank God I've done right. inner work to know better. Right. And, and that's such a human process to go through. I think it's 